0: Welcome back to episode 11 of the Down Under the Ring podcast. It is I, the Warship, joined once again by Fid Awesome. And what a week in wrestling it has been. Oh, my God. Everybody got fired, for one. For two, Elimination Chamber. We finally get a proper mainline PLE here in Perth, West Australia, in Australia, and also the King. Has been crowned, Fid. How you feeling,
1: mate? What a week it's been. Hasn't it been an emotional roller coaster this week?
0: Oh, it has been. I have been on the edge of my seat.
1: Oh, so like we had the highs of the announcement, and literally uh, it was hours later we get the the lows of the releases and all of that. But also, how badly did our podcast from last week age?
0: <laughs> oh
1: yeah <laughs> oh we
0: thought it we was so good so on point with all of it yeah, too i mean
1: all of our predictions with the perth show we knew that there was something coming i think we did, what was it? and i think literally the morning after we recorded the podcast kofi kingston and that were flying into the country and we were like yep we're getting the announcement everything we predicted wrong
0: <laughs> wrong, absolutely wrong Nope, not only are you not getting a shit PLE You're actually getting one of the majors And it's
1: going to be a lot sooner than we expected
0: It's Yeah, just around the corner And I do not know Because, okay, for those who don't know Perth Optus Arena, the place that they're doing the show, mm-hmm. right? Optus Arena is an open air arena How the fuck are they going to hang the Elimination Chamber from it?
1: You know, I didn't even think about that I had that there had not even crossed my mind how they were going to do that. I had all these other questions about the event, like we've got 80,000 people apparently pre-ordered tickets. We're getting close to being able to be all in, but it's only a 61 capacity, 61,000 capacity arena, apparently.
0: Yeah. Although somehow, even though that's the size of it, apparently there are 80,000 pre-sales already earmarked. And I don't know how that's going to work. Who knows? Who knows? I mean, I guess if you think about it, though, we're going on the floor too, right? So it's a 60,000-seat arena, ah. but then you've got another 20,000 on the floor.
1: Easy. Easy another 20,000 on that floor. Because is it a, a footy stadium? It
0: is a footy oval, yeah. 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 And so those it, are quite it, big. Yeah, it's a footy stadium. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, I, I think you could easily do it. It's a question of whether or not you get 80,000 wrestling fans in Perth. If we do, excuse me, where the fuck are you? We've got shows here all the time, yeah. man. Like... <laughs>
1: Where are you? I'm really interested to find out how many internationals are coming because it doesn't matter where you're coming from in the world. That's a long haul, man. Like, if you're coming from the UK, it's a long haul. If you're coming from the States, it's a long haul. If you're coming from Africa, it's a long haul. Like,
0: and, you know, Perth is the most isolated city in the world. That is pretty sure that's a fact. And because, like, when you get bands here, they always go Melbourne, Sydney, Adelaide. Auckland. Maybe Queensland. And, that's and Auckland. It. And then, yeah, and Auckland. <laughs> but never here. Yeah. It is... They, they don't go to Tasmania and they don't come here.
1: The only reason I've never been to Perth has purely been because it's so expensive to fly across the country. I may as well fly back home to New Zealand.
0: Yes, yeah. It actually costs me less if I wanted to go to Bali, another country, than it costs me to go to Melbourne. It's, A it's few actually years shouldn't. ago...
1: I flew a esports commentator that's based in Perth to Taiwan for an event. Me and one of the Twitch streamers from Sydney, we flew to Taiwan from from here in Sydney and we flew him from Perth and he had to fly via Singapore, I believe. So it was Perth to Singapore to Taiwan. And it was yeah, weirdly wow. a longer flight but cheaper. And I think it's just because I think it's just cuz they had to fill up planes from there or something. I don't know. It is
0: so silly, and but it's great for us now because they're doing it, again, Elimination Chamber itself. I do wonder, and before we really get into all of our speculation, I do wonder whether or not we're going to get one of those shows where the entire show is inside the Elimination Chamber because I actually don't know how they're going to suspend it
1: they would have to put up some mad rigging right it's just going to have to be a huge frame over the over the middle of the uh, arena because it's going to to be bigger than what they put up for mania i imagine because if they were going to have it hold up the chamber
0: yeah i mean other than that i suppose there's probably a way to set it up but in halves but then that's going to take so much to do
1: was the arena in saudi arabia open air or is it a closed arena
0: Oh, I don't remember. We'd have to, we'd have, to have a look remember.
1: and see how they did it over there because I'm 90% sure that was an air arena. I may be wrong.
0: Wasn't there a Elimination Chamber where every match was inside a chamber, though?
1: Oh, that must have been a long time ago. I don't remember that one. That may have been... So I, I wasn't actively watching pro wrestling during the introduction of the Elimination Chamber. Yeah. So the few years before I started watching again was when they introduced it. So it must have been an early one.
0: I'm not sure. I might be wrong, but I feel like it was.
1: It would be a horrible viewing experience if that's the case. Yeah,
0: but again, this is the thing, is that when you go to a live wrestling show, all of it, if you're in a major show like a WWE or AEW, whatever it is, no matter where you are in the building, it's kind of a shit spot to be. Because you're so far away, you pay like a hundred bucks a hundred and fifty bucks, two hundred bucks, whatever it is to watch a big screen, but it's for the atmosphere, yeah. like it's the same as football oh, absolutely. it's the same as everything else you're going there for that, you're going yeah. there for the beers at the venue, you're going there for everyone chanting and all that kind of stuff, so and
1: my god this. Is gonna be an amazing arena, isn't it? Oh yeah. It's one thing that we've seen all of the international shows that they've done in the last twelve months have been bangers because of the audience. But there is nothing like an Australian audience.
0: No. No, and we are very best loud. Of days,
1: <laughs> on the best of days, but you're giving Perth a area of Australia that has never had a major wrestling event.
0: Yeah, this is the first proper one. In forever. Like, I can... I would probably say Global Warning, even though it was not a major PLE. Like, it wasn't, you know, a proper pay-per-view. But for the size and scope of it, Global Warning would be one. And I'd probably put Hulkamania in the same category. Those two felt much bigger than every other show we've ever had here. You want to take us away with our WWE News of the
1: Week? Look, we've almost covered uh, what the... Top one already. I did want to go into a bit more speculation on the Perth show. Yes, please do. Because this has potential to be an absolute banger of a show, and this is totally looking into the crystal ball and if all things are going the way that they could be going. If we potentially going to get a Rock and Roman WrestleMania match, what are the odds we get Dwayne in Perth?
0: They have been talking about that, and if we got him here, the buy rate for the show would go through the fucking roof. Like,
1: oh mate, have you, you could probably with... sell tickets to people to sit outside the arena.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's huge. If we get the Rock here with the Undertaker here as well for the uh, the Dead Man tour as well yeah yeah it's going to be a massive event it's going to be huge that whole weekend plus i know that there are a lot of wrestling companies running as well we've got the epw super show the australian wrestling super show i saw that that announced this week and also dude where's my ring is running like two shows as well on either side of it too so amazing like everybody is really getting invested in it
1: it's going to be like a wrestlemania weekend where all the local companies are going to do some stuff hopefully we get a a, what do they call it when the WWE have their little expo and stuff as well fan experience uh, that'd
0: be dope uh, what they used to call access
1: yeah yeah yeah. if we get like a little mini access I wouldn't be surprised even uh, if old mate Conrad decides to do something over that weekend as well
0: yeah I mean we're certainly going to get a lot of the big names coming over here through the media side of things as well I would assume Mm. Probably not as many as the UK because a lot of those guys are actually based in the UK. But, yeah, it'll be interesting to see who actually flies over for it, I think.
1: Yeah, I mean, Sean Ross Sapp's already said he's not coming. Yeah. He refuses to do it. <laughs> he doesn't like flying at the best of times, and he's said he's not doing it. <laughs> Australia's uh, but too I wouldn't far. mind picking Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't mind picking at uh, some of the other big names come over, though. Shit, we may even see Meltzer over here.
0: Oh, shit. Maybe I can get a five-star fucking conversation with him. I ask him why the fuck he hasn't given (laughs) Kurt Angle his flowers yet.
1: (laughs) Talking about five-star conversations, have you had an opportunity to meet up with the boys who are still in Perth? We're recording this on Monday.
0: We are. We are recording this. Not yet.
1: Yeah, we're recording this on Monday and both Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods are both still in Perth. It's been amazing following their socials. They're like a couple on a romantic holiday. My
0: favourite thing so far has been Xavier Woods saying, I like Perth a lot, holding up a packet of throaties.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the comments on that were amazing. Oh,
0: so good. So good. But, yeah, no, I, I haven't had a chance to catch up. I was supposed to catch up with them actually – uh, a couple of days ago for the event that they had, but we couldn't make it work out. I had to do some family stuff, which sucked. But you know, it is what it is. Sometimes family yeah. comes first. All of the time is when that sometimes it, is, it's a so. shame.
1: I got to hang out with the guys in Sydney in 2019, and they're amazing guys. Especially if you can take them along to anything to do with video games. Yeah, you've got you're their best friend.
0: Yeah, yeah. Being able to sit there and actually just come out with something and have Austin go, "What? Excuse me? You know that that thing? You know that would be yep. cool." So.
1: I don't know if I told you about the conversation I had with him when I first met him. We were talking about retro video games and stuff. I've actually got the audio somewhere, and I've never released it. So maybe we could release it as something.
0: Maybe an extra.
1: But Yeah, yeah. But we got talking, and we were supposed to be talking about the upcoming 2K game. And we spend like, 45 minutes talking about Sega and Nintendo and stuff like that. And... What he gets stuck on is the fact that I've got the first ever Sega console, the SG-1000, and he's will you sell it to me? <laughs> and he, he has slid into my DMs on Instagram since going, bro, I'm serious. Do you want to sell that to me?
0: It's <laughs> so good. That yeah. is so good. But no, I have no chance yet, which is unfortunate. Uh, but, you know, the thing is, too, and this is another, I suppose we'll go, we'll cover the Undertaker thing first. I'm excited for that. I saw Foley when he came over here and did his tour. I've seen him once. I know he's been here a few times. So I think yeah. that the Undertaker One Dead Man show is going to be great for anyone who is a massive Undertaker fan. I'm hoping to get along to that one as well. I don't know what I'm going to do yet because I don't know how much it's all going to cost because, you know.
1: Oh, Dude, I was just having a talk to a active wrestler who was looking at going over to WrestleMania. we were talking and right now. He was telling. <laughs> but he was saying he was he went a couple of years ago to the New York one and it cost him like eleven thousand dollars for a package which included second row seats, travel, accommodation, VIP meet and greets, access and all that sort of stuff. And he said he looked up because he's got family in Philadelphia, so he's like, no brainer, I have to go this year. Yeah. Tickets went on sale for the first somewhere in the vicinity of the first four rows of seats. $20,000. Jesus. Just for a ticket. Just for a ticket. He's saying that he's not going to Mania that now that they've announced uh, Perth. He's screw Mania. We'll yeah. Perth.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's so close. It's Mania season anyway. So. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I still, I have never been. I would like to go to a Mania myself, but. Same. Yeah. It's on my list for things too. Maybe if this podcast well, you, becomes the best podcast in Australia, maybe we'll be able to go.
1: Exactly. Hey. We have had companies in our DMs in the last week talking to us about um, Elimination Chamber and potentially working there. We'll see if that comes to fruition. (laughs) We have to be very
0: (laughs) sneaky. We don't want to say too much. But,
1: yeah, it's... We we, we might have to do some bleeps and blurbs over (laughs) there.
0: (laughs) Honestly, no, I love doing this. This is a lot of fun for me. It's very fulfilling.
1: But first, while we're talking about news, let's talk about Pro Wrestling Down Under. Pro Wrestling Down Under is a fantastic source for Australian professional wrestling news and upcoming events, as well as all the latest top news from WWE and AEW. They offer
0: some great exclusive content from interviews, opinion articles, and insights from some of the top Australian wrestlers to make it to the big promotions overseas. PW Down Under aims to be a source of information for people looking to get involved in Australian professional wrestling with events listing, training school bios, news on the latest seminars across the country so if you ever wanted to get involved in australian wrestling this is the place for you visit pwdownunder.com that's
1: pwdownunder.com so anyway we get the we had the high of the perth actually before we move on how cool is it that we were the first social media account to share the triple h announcement
0: yes yeah it was awesome too because it got a lot of attention so yes thank you thank you triple h for letting us know first
1: yeah straight up it's exactly what happened is we got a email from wwe pr they sent us a video and said do you want to put this out
0: so good so we
1: so we got to put out triple h's conversation about how much he loves perth so that was really cool so thank you wwe yeah absolutely thank
0: you paul my my friend paul my my, my oh man, I wish it was my friend, Paul. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, but while we're talking about that, all of the superstars were tweeting about how excited they were. We got Rhea Ripley talking about mommy's coming home and all of that. And then we had Emma who tweeted, oh, my God, this is a dream. Only for half an hour later for her yeah. to say, I don't work for WWE anymore.
0: Yeah, no, and look, as someone who we... we I uh, know where, You know, like Tanil, yeah. Emma. Like yeah. we've had quite a few conversations. And last time she was here, actually, there's a photo I've got somewhere of me and her and my former partner. We just went to catch up because we hadn't seen her in a long time and knowing that she's come back and forth and, you know, she had a big... She left and it was really sad when she left and then she turned herself around and she came back and one of the things that she said after everything was that she was really upset because she came back with all guns blazing. She came back ready to work and it just wasn't her time again and that
1: sucks. It sucks because it was one of those returns that when it happened I was like, ah didn't even think about bringing her back awesome I loved her work
0: yeah Yeah, and then we just didn't see her and like she's been she's a consistently good wrestler like a really strong wrestler yeah
1: 100% Her, her work in Impact was amazing. That's sort of where I was keeping up with her, apart from a few tweets and videos that were coming out from her work on the indies as well. But, you know, she's an amazing performer. I think she does some really good character stuff. I actually loved, I don't know if you caught it, Was the when she was brought out to fight Cardona on Impact.
0: <laughs> so good. Yes. So good. So good. But I, I was disappointed. Uh, I, the whole list is... Mostly disappointing to me, I have to say. We've got the whole list up here at the moment. Just to see, yeah. you know, people like Ziggler, that's huge. People,
1: Ziggler, I thought Ziggler was a lifer, dude.
0: Yeah, yeah, me too. I thought they would never release him. He'd become a producer and that would be his trajectory. Like,
1: I can't help but think, even if he's not figured in for storylines, the dude has got to be so valuable backstage, behind the scenes, working with young talent.
0: No, well, the thing is that he's got, When it comes to selling, you can't deny he's just incredible. When it comes to his ring presence, knowing how to move, being there are so many angles that have been enriched by Ziggler's performance in them. Even if it was a losing effort, which to be fair was most of the time, like it's really hard to discount how much of an impact he had on wrestling. Like oh, exactly. Really hard. And another one in the same vein for that for me is Shelty B, like Shelton Benjamin. That dude, yep. man, he fucking lived with Brock Lesnar, trained with Brock Lesnar, is as good as Brock Lesnar. And the dude, if you have never seen his work in Japan, incredible. The guy, he can do everything. He can even talk. He's just never been allowed to. He has every single tool you need to be the champion of the company.
1: Yeah, oh, absolutely. 100% agree. I remember hearing a rumor that Shadam Benjamin was brought back as part of the Brock Lesnar deal. Yeah. When he first came back. So it's going to be interesting to see what that relationship with Lesnar is actually like right now.
0: Yeah. I mean, like, obviously, Brock wouldn't have been like, yeah, it's okay if you fire him. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) (laughs) he wouldn't have been happy about it. Uh, But yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it progresses from here.
1: Yeah, um, the another one that shocked me was Mustafa Ali. I think he is an amazing talent and he just hasn't been given an opportunity to do what he wants to do, which is character work. And I thought they were about to pull the trigger on him in NXT and let him start doing some cool character stuff. But he, I think he's got to be one of the first picks by Tony, right?
0: Oh, yeah, looking at the list now, I can see... One, two, three, four, five, six, at least seven people, maybe eight people who are just going to get the fucking call immediately. And... Yeah. For me, Elias and plus Ezekiel yep. as well, you're getting two for one there. Yeah. That's exactly great right.
1: Because uh, uh, I think people haven't been publicizing enough that Ezekiel also got yeah. released. I mean, we broke the news on that one on the night.
0: The thing that upsets me about that is that Ezekiel is on the shelf and he's been released. He's injured, you know, and that's horrible. Yeah. You never want to see that happen. It's very disappointing. The one that disappoints me, though, and it was the first name I messaged you before Ziggler, before Shelton Benjamin, before Top Dollar, before everybody, was fucking Boogs. I'm so sad to lose Rick Boogs.
1: Boogs is a really interesting one because I think Boogs had it, right? He's got the look, he's got that old school pro wrestler look. Like I look at him and honestly he was a throwback for me to the eighties build of a pro wrestler
0: yeah no yeah like he's like buff freddie mercury like he he just he looks amazing and his wrestling was of the same caliber you know like it was no nothing flashy it was just pick people up and curl them and be strong Mm -hmm. and be loud and grab the ropes like the ultimate warrior and that was it and it was so good and i really hope his is one of the ones that's a temporary release
1: Yeah, exactly. He could potentially be brought back at any stage. But he's also gone publicly on YouTube uh, in the last two days and reckons that there's some sort of weird vendetta against him because he was a McMahon guy. And basically his career went down the pooper when McMahon was asked to... Step down. Retire. And you can see it, right? So have we seen him since McMahon was asked to step down? No, we haven't. No, we really
0: haven't. A backstage political power play was the the thing. So just to quickly give a rundown, I suppose, because we haven't done that, we've just been giving names out of the list, but (laughs) for the benefit of those with flash photography, let's go Dolph Ziggler, Elias, Mustafa Ali, Shut Benjamin, Top Dollar, Riddick Moss, Emma, Alia, Rick Boogs, Quincy Elliott, Bronson Montana, Dana Brooke, Mansoor and Mace. Oh no, what are they going to do with them? Shanky. How did we lose Shanky? (laughs) Dabocado, Elisa Leon, Daniel MacArthur, Kevin Ventura Cortez, Alexis Gray, Brooklyn Barlow, Ike Manjiro, Abul Abadi Fitzgerald, and the original fucking bro. Thank fuck for that, Matt Riddle.
1: Yeah, okay. I'm going to be completely honest. The a lot of these NXT guys I didn't know. I'm not gonna comment on whether they were good or bad because I just don't know. I think it sucks when anyone loses their job though. Yes. But then they've got the likes of what is it, Commander Aziz. I know I can pronounce that name. <laughs> Look, he was main roster for a wee bit and just sent straight back to NXT. Yeah, because uh, he was doing the thing with
0: Apollo, right? Correct. <laughs> um
1: those guys, I think, are a huge a huge missed opportunity. They've dropped the ball on those guys. I don't know if you saw their Twitch streams over the last two days. Yeah, but, I have. I um, had a look through
0: it. And also the, the YouTube video as well.
1: Yeah, and so just seeing that the stuff that they had pitched, they should have been... If they were given an opportunity, man, they would have been amazing. These are, are, are my list of Tony Hester. Yeah throw the money money at these guys. Well, that's what I was going to um, ask
0: you next. This is the, in this list, obviously top dollar, but outside of top dollar, who's going to AEW? <laughs>
1: okay, it's funny that you say top dollar because I think top, I think he will be signed. I don't know if he's going to get a good payday, but I think it makes sense to put him uh, with his old mate. You know where um, I think he's going to
0: go? I think he's going to go to fucking NWA.
1: Potentially. Sorry, you Potentially. Here's an interesting one, Ziggler. I don't want Ziggler to go to AEW. No, really? Really. As much as I think it makes sense as well, I'm not going to complain if he turns up there, having him in a tag team with his brother, money. And I think his brother could actually do with having the rub from his uh, brother as well because his brother's talented.
0: A spiritual squad.
1: Yeah. But in saying that, I think he'd be amazing to watch tear through the indies for a year or so and just have him turn up on uh, AEW or Ring of Honor or Impact or essentially have him go do the Cody Rhodes tour.
0: Yep, I want to see him in Japan.
1: Yeah, exactly. He'd be amazing in Japan. Imagine him selling the strong style.
0: Yeah, because he already sells everything like it's strong style. So imagine where it actually is. Can you imagine a yep. Carter or Ibushi? Holy fuck. Just
1: destroying him. Yeah,
0: just the head kick from Ibushi and he just eats shit. Yep.
1: Yeah. Riddick Moss, maybe I don't know. I don't know actually. Boogs I think has to get signed by somebody. Yeah, you know. I mean, yeah. you know um, where Boogs would really flourish a, if a, it
0: existed would be Lucha Underground. Yeah, that's he would have perfect for someone like him.
1: Yeah, Mustafa Ali. Easy signing for AEW. Let him come in, let him do his edgy character. I mean, look, he's of the same yoke as Tony Khan. I think Tony gets the gimmick idea he wants to pitch. It is a highly politically charged gimmick, but I think if it can work anywhere, it'll be AEW.
0: Yeah, yeah. I agree with that too. Obviously, I would love to see Emma somewhere again. Absolutely. And um, Dana Brooke as well, honestly. Dana Brooke, I think there's real potential for a signing there too.
1: Look, Dana Brooke's one of those wrestlers that, oh, and I don't want to come across like an arsehole here. All right, wait, the
0: Fid Awesome arsehole moment of the week. Let's go.
1: Oh, and I don't want to come across like an arsehole here, but... I'm an arsehole here. She is, I think she's amazing at what she does, but she's also one of those wrestlers that when they're not on screen, you forget they're there.
0: Is she a WWE cookie cutter wrestler?
1: Potentially. Yeah. I didn't realize that she was still signed until I happened to watch NXT one day. Yeah. Okay. I understand. I I genuinely thought that she had been released a while ago.
0: Yeah. I, I get it. I get it. I do think, though, that data's been passed over a lot when it comes to potential right, and, and like, possibility. Because especially, like, when Dana dropped all the weight and came back and mm-hmm. just the difference in the way that she moves and obviously went back and learned a lot more as well about wrestling, I was really keen for it. And then it just died in the ass. So yeah. much has happened before.
1: Yeah. And then, of course, we had the conversation last week where we said about how much things last week didn't age well one thing that did age well is we were talking about how matt riddle was going to be released eventually
0: yes we did and man i look again i hate to see anyone lose their job but yeah couldn't happen to a nicer guy
1: yeah look he's the least surprising person on that list. I actually saw a video recent, just this afternoon of Dana White even talking about how much of a piece of shit he is. Look that one up. I'm not going to repeat what he said nope. because we'll get demonetized. <laughs> but yeah, look look up that tweet. Dana White on Matt Riddle. Yeah. Look, it sucks. I genuinely was checking in on this list for a solid 12 hours before I went to bed. Like I was just constantly going online seeing who was next. Hopefully we've seen the end of it and we'll just be moving forward from here. And I hope all of these guys find somewhere to land. Yeah. Except Matt Riddle.
0: <laughs> yeah, look, I, I do too. I hope that every person in this list gets a job, gets a payday and is able to do the thing that we all clearly love because that at the end of the day, exactly. that's, that's the most important thing.
1: And look, uh, and I think Matt Riddle will probably end up on OnlyFans.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's, he can do it. i tell you that. I've seen the internet. He can definitely do it. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, at the end of the day, like it was a pretty sad week, I guess, for the WWE releases. It's a little bit unfortunate. We got so much good out of this week and I don't know if I should skip around our notes or if we should do them in order, but as far no, 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 skip around Yeah, all right, let's skip around a little bit. As far as unfortunate things go You can hear in my voice, I'm not sounding very well. I'm very nasally, and it sucks because I've been sick for about two weeks. So you guys may have noticed that in previous podcasts as well. But but not as sick as our boy. Ladies and gentlemen, here is the LA Night Moment of the Week.
1: Let me talk to you.
0: And the moment of the week is that he didn't get a moment of the week and potentially a massive moment of the week because it's been reported that LA Knight may be under COVID-19 protocols right now.
1: Yeah, what a shit week for it to happen to him. I've My understanding is the WWE COVID-19 protocols now are one week. So he could be back in time for SmackDown this week. But has he missed the opportunity of this Potentially, it's a, this day and age is a lifetime sort of opportunity because how often do you get to tag with John Cena these days? I'm
0: sure that if he's okay by next week, that we'll, we will see that on SmackDown this week.
1: You think they'll run it
0: back? I think that we'll see it this week. I think he'll Cena will come out and he'll say, wasn't that some bullshit that happened to me at the end of SmackDown last week? And I love AJ, but he's in hospital and he's still no good and I still want to wrestle, and fuck you, Solo Sokoa, and fuck you, let's go. I need to wrestle, let's have a tag match. I don't care if I have to do it myself, and then we'll hear it. And then he'll come out, and it'll be the best.
1: Oh, dude, and I think this is just one of those opportunities that is just going to push LA Knight further up the card, right? Having
0: Um, Cena as really... Passing the torch. You know, he's done it a few times, but having him in that tag mm-hmm. environment and having, you know, okay, so there's the scoop slam, boom, you can't see me. Hits the ropes, hit the five-knuckle shuffle. LA Knight gets up. guy still selling. Let's say it's solo, yeah, because it's bigger, it's more impactful. Solo's selling on the ground, LA Knight gets up, looks around the crowd. LA Knight, yeah hits the ropes, bang, that'd be such a cool moment. And then Cena picks up, attitude oh. adjustment, you know, and then Oose runs in, ducks the clothesline, blood force trauma, one, two, three, crowd, it goes wild. Like, that's all you need.
1: Exactly. Book it. Done. Oh, yeah, I hope they do run it back. I want to see it. And I hope that night gets well really soon. He's our boy. Yeah,
0: he is. Yeah, best wishes to LA night. Yeah, we really hope you get uh, well. well.
1: While we're talking about cool moments on SmackDown, this one here is a note that I put in just for me and all the New Zealanders listening. Dakota Kai has been regularly appearing on the show lately, not doing a hell of a lot because she is still injured. But as a New Zealander, it was awesome to see her on the show this week wearing the New Zealand Warriors jacket (laughs) in the ring. And I don't know if you noticed it, when they were celebrating at the end of the match, she she intentionally stood so her shoulder was like facing the camera, Warriors logo showing, because it was the semi-final match the same day of the Warriors versus the Broncos. Yeah. Sadly, the Warriors did not make it through to the finals. Oh. Up up the Wars. they had an amazing <laughs> season.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, honestly, very cool. And it's great. I think we've seen a little bit of an influx of that in recent years too, of people from all over the country wearing the teams that they support in the ring. I think it's really cool. It, it You know, wrestling always felt like this world apart from everything else and that's one of the things I love about what social media has done to wrestling is that it's really allowed the wrestlers to spotlight their interests and... All the shit that they like in the world. And now that we get to see that, they get to showcase it a little bit on shows as well.
1: Exactly right. So, who would have, if you'd told me 10 years ago that we would have seen one of the biggest stars in wrestling referencing a children's program from Australia at an event, yeah. Never would have saw it, but yeah, it's clearly a passion. We got to see Bluey reference, and he's also teasing that he wants to do it again in Adelaide, I mean in Perth.
0: Yeah, the Bluey. Man, my kids love Bluey. Yeah,
1: Yeah. and it's exactly what you said, right? The amount of anime and video game references we get in wrestling now, it's one of my favourite things is to try and pick out what costumes are inspired by. I've spent the last 20 years doing it with Rey Mysterio every WrestleMania which Marvel character is he going to re- uh, reference? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and it's become commonplace now. It's it's super cool. I uh, yeah. Anything, I like
0: so. when Johnny, every single NXT major pay-per-view and he would just come out with a different thing, you know, and it was not yeah. even just like obvious stuff too. He came out once as like alpha flight Wolverine. Like it wasn't even regular Wolverine. It was like, like,
1: you had to know the deep cut. You had
0: to be a fucking nerd to get it. And I love that. Yeah. that that's really cool. Well,
1: it was even the same, even the same with this bluey costume. Yeah. Like, you just had to know. Yeah. Because it wasn't super obvious.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, like Again, it's cool. Uh, it's one of those things that I really like about how we're going and how we're moving. That last note here is something that I put in at the very end of our mm. conversations here. And I saw it today and it blew my little brain because I didn't think of it, but... Wait, you you know, you know. Did you know gaming, right? The did you know gaming? Yeah. So, did you know Gunther has now been champion in WWE for eighty percent of his WWE career? That is crazy. Crazy to think that That he's had a belt for eighty percent of his actual time with the company.
1: Because I think he's the longest reigning UK NXT champion, right? Yeah, because he held that for a long time. And then when they disbanded that, he came over to NXT proper. He was NXT champ for the longest time. He's come over to the main roster and he's just held on to this belt. It's phenomenal.
0: Yeah, and it just goes to show that they are so confident in him that they're like, hey, man, here's the ball, run with it. And don't stop running with it.
1: And there's very few talent on this roster that have had the confidence of both regimes behind them. So clearly Vince loved the guy. And then when Vince left and Triple H took over, he's continued to push Roman and Gunther. Essentially, they're the only ones I can think of who are consistently pushed. Yeah. and Oh, and, and potentially Cody.
0: Oh, yeah, but that's almost a foregone conclusion at this point. I don't know how yeah. I feel currently about Cody. Cody's not on our list to talk about, but... I did. And
1: Cody hasn't been on our list to talk about for a few weeks. Bro.
0: No, no. I did send you a DM this week, though, and it wasn't yeah. a very happy DM <laughs> at all because currently on the house show circuit, it looks like they're pairing Cody Rhodes with Omos, and I don't like it. Like
1: No, because like, as you said in your DM to me, you know, if they're trying something on the house, house show scene circuit they're usually testing that for the main roster yeah and i don't want to see it i don't care i don't care about omos i'm sorry i'm kind of surprised he wasn't on the list yeah earlier this
0: week yeah no look look okay i get the idea of monster versus cody but we've seen that with potentially no definitely the biggest monster the biggest monster that they have like that brock lesnar is a bullet brock lesnar is the final boss like, yep. if you're going to put anyone in this like this journey to Roman Reigns, it's Lesnar, and they've done that. They don't need to have another one of those moments where Cody's on the ground upset and then hits crossroads and wins. Like, we don't need it.
1: know. I mean, you've already done physical uh, adversity, right? Like, where to from here? Emotional adversity? We haven't had that one yeah.
0: Yeah, there's that, and I think that, What we really genuinely need is we need a 50-50 feud. We need someone who he has to wrestle and he has to beat well. Like, he needs a technical opponent. He needs someone who out-wrestles him and out-thinks him and is better than him. That's what he needs now.
1: So you're saying he needs Gunther?
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He does. He does. He needs Nakamura. He needs someone who can take him to that level.
1: But in saying that, I think Seth, the Seth angle with Nakamura has ruined Nakamura for a few months.
0: Yeah, I mean, they started to pick it up <laughs> again, though. Like, he did yeah. attack him on Raw and throw him through a table, back first and all that kind of stuff. So there's still potential for it to keep going. But, yeah, I know what you mean.
1: Yeah, it's, honestly, on the current roster... The only ones that I would say technical challenges for him would be Nakamura, Gunther, Gable. Who else you got?
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. If I look at the list, there's it's there's not a lot, but he needs a Kurt Angle, like absolutely. That's what he needs. He needs someone like Kurt Angle. He needs someone, which is Gable, but he needs someone of the upper echelon who can do that
1: and I don't think Gable's current character is the right fit for that
0: yeah no, I don't either I think his stature also doesn't help because it would almost feel like a way down unless he won the belt and then he couldn't Cody couldn't beat him for the Intercontinental Championship but that could potentially lower Cody way far down the card
1: too and there's even word now that Cody might have to wait another year to finish the story if, if Dwayne's coming back. Like apparently, the current rumours and speculation at the moment is word out of WWE is that they may be putting it on hold for another year. Oh, can you imagine? And I don't want... It's too long. I don't want it.
0: It's too long. It's too long. I know you want to do... Put a second night. Fuck. Put Rock versus Roman night one. You know? Yep. But give us Roman versus Cody night too. Like, yep. Yeah. I think there's yeah. a cool
1: story there as well. I mean, Roman can bitch and moan on Monday night afterwards that Dwayne softened him up for Cody and Cody's got to prove that it wasn't a fluke. Yeah. And they you know, can go you, for another
0: fucking couple of months. But yep. <sighs> disappointing, but we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. All right so that has been our wwe coverage for the week just a reminder guys we are doing two podcasts a week now we are doing an AEW one and a wwe1 part two will be coming shortly after you listen to this one expect that very soon
1: before we go any further this show is brought to you by og nerd OG Nerd represents the gamers, the cosplayers, the collectors, the model makers, the tattooists, the artists, and the athletes. They are not just a clothing brand, they are a subculture. OG Nerd revel in their Halcyon youth and embrace the lifestyle driven by nostalgia, humble beginnings, and heroes.
0: OG Nerd strives to offer quality, comfortable, and above all, stylish streetwear apparel inspired by a lifetime of gaming, music, and street art. I've worked with OG Nerd for many years and find their apparel second to none in terms of quality and appearance. Whether it's at a wrestling show or a convention, you'll be hard pressed to find a better armor for your rig. Get yours at ognerdlife.com. But for now, let's move on to the Australian and New Zealand wrestling roundup. We got a bunch of stuff announced this week. Holy shit. Most of it around Elimination Chamber week, but let's roll through with it, Fid. What do you got for me?
1: All right, we've got Warrior Wrestling Aotearoa Showdown happening November 11th in Takapuna. Uh, tickets available at warriorwrestling.co.nz. Uh, International Wrestling Australia is also going to be celebrating 25 years of live touring with a huge all-ages pro wrestling event on Saturday, October the 14th. It's going to be at St John's Park Bowling Club in New South Wales. And then the Legends PWA Black uh, Label are going to be presenting Coliseum 2023. That's going to be Saturday, 21st and 22nd of October at Liberty Hall in Sydney. It's looking like that one's going to be an amazing card too. Just before you roll Uh, on with the next
0: one there, I have to say Coliseum has got one of the coolest gimmicks in all of wrestling because the winner is a tournament and the winner of the tournament gets a sword. That's the gimmick. That's amazing. Yeah, it's the giving. So we've got previous winners, 18, the black metal sword, won by Mick Moretti. 2019, the green thunder sword, won by Grayson Waller. In 2022, the cobalt steel sword, won by Robbie Eagles. And this year, we don't know what it is yet.
1: No, but rumoured to be Zack Sabre Jr. on the card. Not confirmed, it's just a rumour going around. Also, All-Star Pro Wrestling Australia, they're having their event. There can only be one. It is November 18th in Padstow.
0: Yes, and from my side of the pond, EPW Vendetta. As we've been reporting for the last few weeks, this is part of the Invitational Tournament series that they do. It is always a great show. I love Vendetta. It's one of my favourite shows of the year. Definitely get around and see that. That is Saturday, the 28th of October. Tickets from epwperth.com. On top of that, as we said before, so many things announced around Elimination Chamber. Dude, where's my ring? Has been announced is a double header show on February 23rd and 24th. A little bit of a deathmatch sandwich for you for the WWE show at Optus Stadium in Perth, February 21st, 2024, Elimination Chamber. We're finally getting it. And lastly on our list, another EPW show because EPW have announced a massive. Aussie Wrestling Super Show on February 23rd at Willerton Stadium. It's going to be huge. It's all going to be huge. All of Australian wrestling deserves the spotlight. Go and watch wrestling. Do it now.
1: And did you think a couple of weeks ago that we would be announcing a WWE show in our Aussie New Zealand roundup?
0: No, it's crazy, but <laughs> I'm so happy to see it because when they were talking years ago about WWE NXT Australia, man, did that get my willy hard. And now we're actually in a world where we could start to see more of our people get that spotlight that they deserve. I love it. We'd love Absolutely. to see it. I don't want to end the podcast talking about my penis, but... Thank you so much for watching, everybody. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. You stay beautiful. You stay handsome. And as always, from Fid McAwesome and myself, we'll see you down under the ring.